Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Four Pointers Fantasy League podcast. I'm Jake, and I'm joined by Trent. Trent, how's it going? Yeah, great, Jake. I lost the loser cup, so the season's just getting better and better. Dream run. Absolutely <laughs> dream run. I'm probably going to lose the overall points to you, so obviously I'm very qualified to be hosting this podcast. My robust <laughs> overall ranking of 25,000. 236. If you can't tell, I've been sarcastic. It's been terrible. All my self-worth is tied up in this bloody team. <laughs> and I am, I've had a rough year. But season's almost over, Jake, and we're going to help people, uh, in theory, <laughs> make the right decisions to help them make the most of it. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I guess from my ranking perspective, uh, not the greatest week, uh, 30,892 and then overall rank of 22,429. So still ahead of you, but uh, definitely not the heights of what I had last season when I actually sounded like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah, sounded. Exactly. Emphasis on the sounded. (laughs) (laughs) Now, well, you've got a long list, a long list of our notables from this week's team lists. Um, as we said last week, we're combining uh, segments for the rest of the year because we feel like it's the best way to help people prepare for the finals. So this will be like a combined discussing how to approach the finals as well as going through the most notable things in the team lists. So, Jake, you started off with Sue and Cobo being rested. Cobo's a very hot and cold player this year and he's owned by 7.1%. So not, not nothing, but not a lot. His value is all the way up to 625, though, which is a lot for a player that averages 38 for the year. Yeah, he's had some big scores and some some low scores. Uh, his highest round was in round 11, scored 88, but his lowest was six in round four. So, yeah, definitely can be hot and cold um, when when he's getting those 88s and 70s, uh, which he scored uh, throughout the season. It's definitely uh, definitely one to look at. And but yeah, the fact that he's out two weeks on the, in the, the penultimate round of the uh, the season, coming into the I guess the the prelim finals for people playing all the way through, um, yeah, not not the great not the greatest time to be out. Yeah, it's, you know, he's played 80 minutes every game he's played this year and he's ranged from 6 to 88. <laughs> so the definition of hot and cold. That, uh, so moving on, Jake, you've got uh, Jerome Luai. It's one of the big names of the team sheet this week. Moving back into the 5-8 spot, returning from injury and pushing Jamin Salmon out of the team. Um, I think no one will be happier than Ricky Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, Jerome Luai fans would also be pretty happy. Yeah, so Kasuri's uh, been out for a few weeks. He's still owned by 5.9% of people, so there's obviously been a loyalty to to people, or if they've got no trades, they've been stuck with him. Uh, he, uh, he's got a lower score of 18 and a high score of 71, so um, definitely an opportunity if he, he if he goes big to to be one to look at. Um, yeah, I think with the, the trade situation with people, are at, I, don't, I wouldn't be rushing um, to get him into your team, but uh, if for the people that do own him, uh, it would be, would be happy days. And Jerome Luai is joined by um, James Fisher-Harris, who returns from suspension. But um, I think that's a pretty straightforward uh, move there for fancy fans. Hopefully most of them held him. If you're looking to pick him up, he comes in at a reasonable 640000 for an average of 47.2. Uh, Jake, now, Ewan Eichen misses a game, one of the more popular centres in the league for personal reasons. This is uh, a lot of people's preliminary finals 
So not a great time to be losing one of the more popular centers in the league. Yeah, owned by 12.3%. 12. 12.3%. 12. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> I know, I'll, uh, I'll sort you out later. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's been a pretty uh, pretty consistent uh, uh, center or second row of this season. Um, he's had a low of 31 and a high of 80. So, um, you know, not as not as inconsistent as the first two guys we talked about earlier, um, you know, has, has helped a lot. I think a lot of people win fantasy games uh, throughout this year if you didn't have him. Um, but, yes, yeah, so really disappointing to to not have him for fantasy this week. But obviously personal reasons being out, uh, obviously it makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah, absolutely. CFI, uh, ta- Talakai is also back. Um, from a shoulder injury, but with Connor Dracy dropping out after suffering his second concussion for the season against Manly. Taylor Kai, going back to that hot and cold, people were, were riding until they died earlier in the season, but he's back down to, we've discussed before, that 500,000 mark, with, and he's currently sitting on an average of 42.6. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, earlier in the season, you would have been looking to get him in because his last two games against the Bulldogs and uh, and the Knights, um, the Bulldogs though have been a much better side since Mick, uh, Mick Potter taken have take, has taken over, um, and Newcastle showed some signs, even though they lost last week, um, showed some signs in the first half against the Raiders. So, um, no guarantee to uh, I guess rush to get him into your side, but uh, if you do own him, um, there's a real opportunity to be a point of difference uh, for him to go big uh, potentially against those two sides. Yeah, uh, Luke, Luke Thompson returns to the starting side at lock with Josh Jackson moving from lock to second row while Tavita Pagan Jr. is out. So uh, Jake, a bit of shuffling on the deck chairs there. Yeah, I think uh, looking at last week, I think the biggest concern from a, a fantasy perspective was the minutes of uh, of Max King, which I thought that uh, that Thompson and Tavita Pangai Jr. coming in would eat to his minutes. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. Uh, he still played 51 minutes and, and belted out a solid 57 against Parramatta. Um, so I think even with those changes to Tavita Pangai Jr. out, um, Luke Thompson starting at lock, I think uh, it seems like it might be a bit uh, a safe uh, safe, uh, smooth sailing for uh, for Max King owners. Yeah, um, the Max the Max King owners is a very strong and vocal contingent. I think they would die for Max King at this point. <laughs> he's, um, he's got drink water. He's, <laughs> he's lasted a little season in my team, so he's uh, he's done well. There's always one. There's always yeah. one player you're like I'm just going to grow him for a few weeks and jump in, and he ends up. Uh, Staying all year long, whether it come from um, winning him over or just from the fact that your team's falling apart. It's <laughs> for <Just laughs> one pillar holding it up like Atlas. Uh, Scott Drinkwater moves to 5 8, replacing Tom Dean. Um, the Hammer, Tabal Fido, is moving to fullback up, playing a lot on the bench this year, so you can probably pick him up at a pretty good price. That price being, um, bear with me. Um, Two hundred sixty-nine thousand. So probably, if you're looking to create some money in your team, but also have a serviceable eighteenth man going into the prelim finals, then the hammer might be the go. 
Yeah, so he's uh, he scored a 52 uh, in round one uh, earlier in the season. Um, he's had some 80-minute performances where he hasn't scored as many uh, as many points, but you'd imagine um, he'll uh, he'll score some points this week. Does have a tough game um, against the Rabbitohs and the Panthers for the next two weeks, um, but yeah, look, he's uh, he's proven that he can uh, can go big when he needs to. Um, and I think drink water at five eighth, um, getting more hands on the ball could be uh, could be good for owners of uh, of him as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Joe Fengali moves from lock to prop. Romanillo Brown goes to lock, and Jake Simkin is the new hooker for the Tigers. Jake, you're a resident Tiger expert. What's kind of your breakdown there? Probably good for Vanilla Brown fans. Great for Simkin fans. What does it mean for Fengali fans? Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest concern. Um, obviously, playing he's potentially played eighty minutes uh, a lot of the time when he's played at lock. Um, I think when he's dropped down to, to to prop, he's played not as many minutes. Played around the fifty to sixty minute mark. He's still scoring a point per minute, so he's still been a really um, impressive fantasy player this year. He's got a last three average of 50, uh, sixty-four, an average fifty-four the season. So sort of snuck around, uh, I guess, under the radar this season. Um, he's only owned by four point three percent of people. Um, but yeah, him going to, to prop, I think, will be a little bit of a, a downward in terms of his points uh, for this week. Uh, even though we uh, they did concede seventy two last week, he still he still put out sixty. So um, yeah, hopefully it's a little bit more less depressing uh, this week against the Dragons. <laughs> uh, Jack Bird moves from lock to centre, replacing suspended Moses Mybe. Jack DeBellin going into the thirteen. Uh, Jack Bird's been a popular choice all year, but probably not what you want to see going into the prelims in moving from the forward pack out to centre. He averages 41 for the year, coming off a strong 81 in their win against the Titans. Yeah, he uh, he looked pretty good. He uh, he managed to get two tries, which definitely helped uh, help that. And uh, yeah, like you said, going out to the centres, less ball you'd imagine, and uh, less tackling as well. So definitely not ideal. And um, I know there's quite a few people that had the Moses by when he got named at fullback for those couple of weeks. Um, he's still owned by nearly ten percent of people. Um, so him being out will be uh, a big blow for for those owners as well. Yeah, know what you want to see. Um. Cleese Haas joins the bench for his NRL debut. Payne Haas' brother, if he's half the player that Payne Haas is, he'll score about 26 points. <laughs> so I think he's one to uh, to watch to see how he goes this year. I don't think obviously he's going to be really relevant for fantasy uh, fantasy this season, but I'm sure you know with the last name Haas, he'll have he'll have pretty big wraps on him, and uh, hopefully, yeah, he'll be uh, one to look out for early this uh, early next season if he can get a run in the team. Yeah, with the Newcastle Knights, Tyson Frizzell returns along with Daniel Saifidi. They both on deck, which they see Matt Croker and Jacob Sophie revert to the bench. And Matt Croker seems to be a popular pickup. He might have priced himself out of um, cheapy territory now, but seeing a floating around still in a lot of people's teams, so they would have preferred to continue to get starting minutes after he got 46 points last week. I don't know how many Sophie fans there left, so shuffling those deck chairs, I don't know if that will affect him too much. But there's still a, a reasonable contingent of Tyson Frizzell fans that include myself, 3.8%, for a guy that averaged 47.9. So what you want to see going into the finals, having Tyson Frizzell return to your team, 
Not against the world of light, but good enough. Yeah, good uh, good bench player to uh, to fill out your team, and yeah, like you see, it could be a could be a, a good point of difference when those are uh, all important uh, finals games. Well, Jake, that's that's all the team list stuff. Is there any final words of advice for teams going into their prelim finals matches? It's, this is kind of the point where I've always felt that you just dump your trades. You've got two trades left, you use them, get to the grand final, figure it out. But to me, this is always the hardest game to win of the year. Um, versus someone normally has a few trades up their sleeves. Maybe you're coming off a bye week, maybe you're not. Players are starting to get rested. You're not too sure. You pretty much know grand final week is going to be a disaster. So you're trying to do your best to plan for this week as it's starting all fall apart, and you just kind of hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think yeah, like I said, use your trades this week if you uh, if you if you can to to really set yourself up to win this week because there'd be nothing worse than than finishing the not uh, getting knocked out in the prelim finals and and not having or having trades left over that you could have used to potentially uh, to win and, and get to the grand final. So um, yeah, definitely use those trades if you've got them, and uh, we'll hopefully uh, be back next week for to talk to uh, all our listeners that are grand final uh, uh, bound. And I'll say what we've been saying every week, make Nico Hunt your captain hell of high water. Yeah. Uh, he's coming up another 80. He's the player you want to put that little orange C on. But I think pretty much if you made it to the second last game of the season, you pretty much know what you're doing. So my other piece of advice is stick with what you're doing and don't change your approach at the last minute because you're overthinking. Just stick to what's worked and generally it continues to work. It's not rocket science. Yeah, you've uh, you've made a grand final this year, and I haven't, so you'd uh, you'd know all about it. Yeah, it was lose a cup, but yeah, lose a cup, but I'll take it. I'll take that compliment. All you did was make the finals like a loser. I made the loser cup grand final. <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's all about that loser. Cup. It's all about that silverware. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the loser cup would have meant way more to me than the premiership I won. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, well. Good luck with the prelim finals. We'll be back for the season finale and the four pointers next week. See you then.